0: Welcome to the first Guernsey Press football show of the season as we preview the return of the island's top flight. Can anyone stop Saints? These youngsters are all used to winning now and
1: you know we want to continue that mentality into this season just because one or two have left us you know shouldn't change anything really. Will Manza see out the season? It's a bit of a miracle the fact that we're
2: actually on the start line on Saturday I think and uh, you know we'll take it a game at a time and we'll just do our best.
0: And are the players ready after such a short break? Kind of not had
3: much rest, and you usually get a couple of pre season friendlies in before the Rawlinson. But we've kind of gone straight into the Rawlinson, just everyone going down with cramp, really. So we, I think we had about six or
0: seven in the first game. Coming up, we'll hear from all nine coaches ahead of Friday's FNB Prio League opener. We'll also speak to Matt Liu from the Guernsey Football League board to find out what's changed this season and what challenges they're facing after two COVID-affected campaigns. Plus, we'll touch on Guernsey FC's hopes with their league status set to have a big impact on the local game either way. I'm Tony Kerr and alongside me, I've got Guernsey Press sports editor and, font of all local football knowledge, Rob Batiste. Wow. (laughs) And a man still ready revelling in Everton's opening weekend <laughs> win our deputy sports editor Gareth the Prevo. Hi Tony uh, Good to see you guys doesn't feel like that long ago does it that we were wrapping up last season but here we go again uh, raring to go Gareth I can't really remember a time without football
4: Tony that's the thing <laughs> um, I must admit uh, last, last couple of evenings sort of at the KG5 um, when I've been watching some football going on beyond the cricket and um, certainly last night cricket was getting quite gloomy towards the end so it feels like football season is literally just around the Corner, so yeah, it'd be it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out again. Yeah,
0: very autumnal feel this week. It does feel like we're ready for football. Um, Rob, I mentioned the, the GFC situation that that feels pretty big as we embark on the new season. Um, and it could still go either way,
5: very much so. Um, hear little bits and pieces um, from various sources about what may happen. Um, but I think to be honest, nobody knows, and GFC don't know. Um, they are. Still preparing for a for a full season, but they have big doubts as well. Unless the um, the um, CCA relax the re- the restrictions um, of you know travel at the, into the island and out the island, um, they probably will not be able to play. Um, there'll be um, or if that if it's several it, quite a while before the CCA make those um, relaxations, they won't be able to they won't be able to play. Um, but you know there is hope that those things may well be eased before too long so um and if that's the case gse will be um they may have another short delay but um, they'll be they'll be there and raring to go
0: well moving on rob as you pointed out in today's paper we've already had two pieces of silverware handed out and it's only uh mid-august um sylvan's down saints on tuesday night uh in the martinet trophy uh, with rovers last week seeing off north in the rawlinson cup final um rob what have you made of what we've seen so far of course the rawlinson really is an out and out friendly tournament isn't it? a pre-season competition but a useful barometer of where each team is at
5: yeah i think i mean people they do Refer to the rules as a very much a friendly season tournament, but in, certainly in recent years, it's getting more and more serious. Um, teams want to win it, um, and they play very seriously. Uh, although they do tend, in certainly in some cases, um, tend to use their squads quite liberally and uh, give people minutes. But certainly, um, I think it's a very very fair indicator of where people are, and we saw that last you know over that fortnight. I was somewhat surprised to see Rovers come out on top, to be honest, you know, because they've lost quite a few players. Sam Hall's not playing, but they've found a new striker in Max Simpson-Cohen. Carlos Kanya turned out for to help them out in a bit of a COVID uh, emergency and scored an absolute cracker. They were very, very tight defensively, as you'd expect any team with um, Tom Strawbridge at the heart of it to be, Adam Bullock, Bullock played an absolute um, stunner and by the way I I really do feel sorry for Adam in that um, he was pipped for Man of the Match and uh, the Keith in Trophy um, award um, you can put that down to me Adam, um, for much of that game you were nailed on Man of the Match in my eyes and until very late on when um, North um, got a second goal and then Max Simpson Cohen grabbed that winner, and I I slightly changed my mind, but um, it was touch and go between the two. I thought Adam had a really good game, so well played to him, and um, hopefully he gets some of the matches further down the road. And another good win for Sylvans last night. Yeah, I was really impressed by Sylvans. Um, it wasn't the greatest of game. It was pretty frenetic at the start, to be honest. Very good tempo, probably too fast for the two sets of teams to play some decent football. Um, all the way through Sylvans were really really organized and they were last year that you know when they haven't got the ball they'll get back into position very very quickly. they're very hard to break down. they've got a very fine goalkeeper. Louis Fol had a good debut under um, debut in central defense um, and in the end they wore Saints down who were to be honest fairly disappointing. They might should have got gone ahead early on they had a couple ch- good chances didn't take them. And in the end, they just ran out of steam and ideas, to be honest. Um, very workmanlike like St Martins, but they need a bit more flair, I think, if they're going to win this and um, retain that league title.
0: Well, let's start our team-by-team team roundup with last year's Champions End St Martins. Um, yeah, they've lost one of their driving forces last season, of course, in Ben Coulter. Um, but Coach Leo Meakin says uh, their winning mentality isn't going anywhere and nor is the rest of their old guard. I don't think the the older statesmen are going anywhere just yet.
1: Simon Gill's coming back from injury and is starting to make himself available for games. So he's another one who can play midfield as well, of course. But um, his mentality, Dom Young Uh, Chris Lanuri, you know, that's starting to rub off now on that kind of younger group like uh, Louis Hunter, that kind of age bracket. And and even younger than that, uh, you're kind of Jake Lowe's, Bradley Regan, Callum Lelasha. uh, These youngsters are all used to winning now. And, you know, we want to continue that mentality into this season just because one or two have left us, you know, shouldn't change anything really. Yeah, I'm not sure we'll, we'll get quite a, a like-for-like replacement with Ben. He's uh, he's, he's very good at, w- at what he does and, and what he did for us last season. So it will give others the opportunity to play in that area. Uh, it might change the way we play slightly. Obviously, we don't want to be too predictable in the way we play anyway. So we've worked on a couple of different things in our pre-season games, a couple of different um, shapes, and others will be uh, given opportunities where, where Ben played in midfield. So Jake Lowe. George Mason, who both had really good seasons at right and left back for us last season, have have both played in midfield so far in pre-season. Um, we've still got Louis Hunter, Etty Laprevo. Um, and some youngsters coming through as well, so uh, there's competition for places, and and I think that's the key is to to, to keep that squad competitive. But we have signed Ben Solway, uh, the young centre back from from Rangers, who's uh, who's coming to the team in our pre-season games and and performed very well. So that's a young player coming in really to replace one of one of the older guys, and uh, that's kind of the, uh, the 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 way we've got to move going forward. You, you know introduce more youngsters into our squad and into our side, but we've got lots of great youngsters coming through our youth teams as well. We really want to win the league again. Um, I think, you know, I've said in the past that uh, St Martins haven't retained the league title other than the the great side that they had that won nine in a row. So that's, you know, a chance for our players to, to make a little bit of history on their own, to to on that if they can. Um, and obviously, if the borders open up and we get to play some inter-iron games, I think we're a, a much better side now than we were two seasons ago when we were champions last. And uh, we'd, we'd really like to have a go at some of those jersey teams as well.
0: Meek Meakin there, clearly a very ambitious Saints uh, up there. Um, yeah, last season, yeah, the goals didn't flow as freely as some others, but what they did at the back was quite remarkable. Only 15 goals conceded uh, across the season to win the league by 10 points. Can they continue to move forward, Rob?
5: Well, I'm not quite so sure, to be honest. Um, they I don't expect them to lose... See many goals again. They all will be very tight, very hard to beat, and I think they're going to be pushing very hard for the title. But where they going to get the flair? Uh, where they going to get that drive from central midfield, which Ben Coulter provided? I'm not so sure, really. Um, they have got a really good new signing in Ben Solway. I was pretty impressed by him in the Martenay last night. It looked pretty, very, pretty very good, to be honest. Um, but they need to get the ball forward a bit quicker than they they have been in, in, in the last in what we've seen in the last couple of weeks um they need you know they they need Danny Hale playing on a regular basis being fully fit um Harry Tuff shows a bit of promise on the on the left wing um if he can nail down a regular place they may well be better for it in an attacking way but I'm, I'm I've got some doubts about their central midfield um and I think that may well be the weak area going forward. Um, it's good to see Simon Gill back, though. Um, the bloke's really worked very, very hard on regaining his fitness, and he, will, if he, if he maintains that fitness, I'm sure he'll be a big influence. As I say, flair, in midfield, creative, creativity. Um, the man who needs to perhaps step up there and protect, and could potentially um, answer answer all of their problems is Louis Hunter. Um, I'd like to see him push forward um, and join the attack a bit more and stop hanging back and um, playing um, consistently long raking passes uh, which um, tend to go to the opposition or run out of play. I think sometimes he thinks he's too much of a Glen Hoddle and um, he should play the ball a bit shorter.
0: Gareth, uh, Saints really did run away with it in the end last season after that break um, are you expecting them despite these couple of blips obviously losing the FA Cup final last year and then losing the Martinet last night are you expecting them to be up, up there though still w- with that mentality they've got? I think they'll
4: certainly be contenders, Tony um, like Rob says you, you don't get many players in a small league like the Premier League like Ben Coulter who, who I've been a big fan of for years on end since he was sort of a teenager um, and you can't just replace him with a youngster coming through because it doesn't really work like that um, but they they will have enough about them to certainly um, be in contention. I think they will be tight at the back so you don't need to score that many goals. Um, it, it's such a mixture between sort of youth and experience up at Saints now like Rob says you've got Simon Gill who's late 30s, Dom Yomes sort of similar age. Um, so you, you do need um, perhaps a bit more Im- impact from the, the younger guys up there now. But um, certainly coming out of second lockdown last year, Danny Hale was was excellent, and if he can continue that sort of form, um, they'll they'll definitely. Yeah, he's key. Uh, he's definitely. He key. Is. Um, yeah, if he can continue sort of that sort of form into the new season, they'll they'll be there over thereabouts again.
0: Well, they start with a big one um, this weekend. They start against Rovers on Saturday at five o'clock. Uh, the standout game really of the the opening weekend. Rovers, of course, runners up last season. Uh, here's their coach, Kevin Gillies. At first, it seemed a bit
6: a bit strange to be sort of training so early after the last game of the season, but. But now, having seen the players, you know, got the um, everyone sort of back to it. Everyone gets the uh, everyone gets the feeling back, and you just want to you just want to play games now. And obviously, the Rawlinson was was a big success for us. You know, we um, went into it, you know, with just to sort of treat it as a preseason, get get um, get players fit and ready, and uh, it it worked well for us. You know, everyone got everyone got minutes on the pitch. The whole squad started at some point in the tournament, so it was a it was a really worthwhile exercise. The last sort of few seasons, we've been in a lot of finals and a lot of good positions, and we've sort of struggled to struggled to get over the uh, the finishing line. So maybe to get that monkey off our back and get back to sort of you know having that silverware and hopefully that breeds confidence with everyone, and we can kick on the season and be be a competitive again. Obviously, with Carlos. Uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna miss not having him around. He's such a great player, but such a great a great person as well. You know, and what he brings to the team and the squad, not just sort of quality on the pitch, but just his general personality and the way he is around the club, and everyone you know everyone respects him and thinks so highly of him. So he's you know it's going to be hard um, hard boots to fill, but we have got options. We've got um, obviously Max Simpson Cohen coming back. It's been a big plus. Um, Dale Webbs looks sharp again in preseason we 've got Niall Haynesworth coming back um george clayton 's another one who sort of kicked on in preseason so Martin Savadon will be back soon from his um his training for his granite man so we've we 've got options and um yeah we 've just got to find a way of playing in that system where you know as players leave you 've got to sort of come up with new new ideas target is i think it always has to be a silverware. You know, you always want to do as well as you can, and obviously, the league will be the priority again. We'll um, and we'll try and be as competitive as possible. You know, we're not going to sort of put any pressure on the players at all in any way. You know, but we just obviously every player wants to be successful. So we'll um, we'll just see how the season goes, see how it pans out. But we're um, we're quietly confident with the players we've got in the squad, and I
0: think we can uh, we can do well. Rob, clearly Rovers have been a strong force in the last few years, won back-to-back titles not that long ago. Are they right to be quietly confident, do you think?
5: Yeah, um, yeah, they have. What they have got there is a lot of players who are homegrown and they've got a great feel for the club and they work very, very closely together. Um, You know, there's not a lot of outstanding players there Particularly with um, Carlos departing before too long, he'll be badly missed. He's been great for Guernsey football, been great for Rovers. Um, Sam Hall is not about he's, uh, at the moment. He is taking a break for the game, which is a great shame because um, he is one of those players everybody enjoys watching because you know, he takes people on, great skills, scores good goals, creates. Without him, they'll 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 miss him in that attacking third. Blair Howard's out for an extended period again. Blair is one of those quite exciting players. Um, he scores quite a lot of goals. Young sack Max Simpson Cohen looked quite handy last week and um, very quick off the mark. Um, I'm not sure about whether he's a particularly deadly finisher. but certainly, I think, he's going to give defenders a lot of um, trouble with his pace. Um, and he's going to pull people around. He's very fit, um, um, and they've got a solid base. Um, I presume Straub's is is in with Rovers this season, um, and if he's playing alongside Toby Oliverody, um they'll be hard to to break down. Um, but I just like the way the the whole vibe about of, of that of the club. They've got so many players who have come through the ranks and just do their bit for the club. People like, they're not all first-team regulars, are they? You know, if Louis Graham's not there, Colton Fletcher steps in and does very, very well. Um, they've got multiple choices at right-back. They've got plenty of choices in, in, in central midfield. Um, of course, so if, if GFC happens, there won't be Frank Tobin there, so they'll lose that experience and that drive from central midfield, but hopefully Jack Battis will be back before too long and, and fill in that slot. Yeah, they've got a good chance, um, but I wouldn't say they're my favourites to win the league. I think they're going to be top three, but um, perhaps a trophy somewhere. Well,
0: we'll get a full prediction out of you later, Rob. Uh, Gareth, another player we're talking about leaving the league, which is a shame, Carlos Cania Yeah, it's um, it's a real shame.
4: He, he's just he's just a quality player, Tony. Um, I remember watching Rovers um, on the KG Five Three G last year in a in a cup game, I think it was, and. On the three G you need a good touch to you know, if you if you've got a if you're a bad player and you've got a poor touch, you lose the ball straight away. That's the nature of the three G. And Carlos just ran the game that I saw. He was just brilliant. He he put things on a plate for his strikers, he received the ball even if he's tightly marked and He's another one who, if you lose someone of that sort of ability, he's very difficult to replace. But like Rob, um, funnily enough, Rovers have done a lot of sort of pre-season on at the KG5 when I've been sort of on the outskirts watching cricket, and they've got a really good team spirit there. And there's there's a good sort of depth of squad there. There's there's perhaps not sort of outstanding individuals, but there's a lot of people who are capable of playing Premier League football, and I think that will hold them in good stead. And I, I like the way Kevin Gillies goes about his business. He's he's just he's pretty quiet, but. Um, he, he sort of exudes a sort of confidence about him. He's and, done a good job. Yeah, He's done
5: a very good job. And he's
4: got great belief in his players. Certainly, um, as Rob said, I think Jack Batiste would be a, a big... He's one of those guys who you don't really notice an awful lot until he's missing, and then you realise how much they do miss him. And so if they keep him fit, it, it'd be a big plus for them as well.
0: Now, the other team very much expecting to be in the mix is Sylvans. While their title challenge last season faded somewhat at the death there, they've now won the last two trophies on offer, including the uh, FA Cup, of course, at the tail end of last season, where, according to their coach, Martin Degare, everything clicked.
7: Everything came together in that game. You know, we played really well, the stuff we've been working on for the last two seasons. And, you know, the the lads have set themselves standards now, so they've got to... Play, I would like them to play like that all the time, but you know, but I know that that's not possible. But um, you know, but they set the standards. They put the, that that marker down. So hopefully uh, they will feeling. Um, you know that we can start competing now with the the, the big boys, i.e. the Rovers, the North, the Samaritans. You know, um, we're building, we're build, we building a squad. You know, over the last couple of years, that can be really competitive now and uh, looking forward to the season. We've got um, Louis Foller who's uh, come in from Rovers. Uh, we were doing playing watch last season. Um, also, Lorcan, Gallagher uh, Rob, from Rangers. Robbie Legg, um, it was from GFC, but he's been out for most of, uh, most of the year, really. Um, you know, so he's, a bit of match Sharpness, and he should be back Um to where you left off the target uh, is to pr- improve on last season you know uh, the way we play you know and hopefully be involved in uh, cops and cops sort of thing but be up be up there towards the end sort of thing and, and learn from our mistakes last season every game is going to be a challenge like you know you know teams have improved you know so teams have found out a way of playing against us so you know I got to start thinking of um, Changing little things, little tweaks to what we what we do. Yeah, so th- those are the challenges for us ahead, sort of thing. Like you know, and and c- keeping um, a consistency. Um, you know, uh, a tight knit squad. Try try and be injury free and just compete.
0: Yeah, Sylvan's third last year, of course, and with their own departures, high-profile departures to, to deal with, um, with uh, Seb Smead and Jacob Falleys away for most of the season. But, but Gareth, given what we've said already about Rovers and Saints, um, do you give Sylvan's as great, good a chance as anyone to, to, to keep pace with them? I think they can certainly be contenders,
4: Tony. I think, um, you know, it's generally a young squad. Um, as Digger sort of said there, if they keep learning from their mistakes, they've always been sort of liable over the last couple of seasons to drop sort of silly points along the way. Um, but that, that's understandable with sort of some of the inexperience they've got there. Um, they'll need to keep certain people fit and firing. Obviously, Jacob and Seb are, are big losses, um but I think they can contend, and sort of going to St Peter's is never easy for anyone else. So you imagine they'll pick up a vast majority of home points, and then um, if they can pick up some decent away wins as well, I think they, they could be certainly top three.
0: Maybe not title yet, but you never know. Well, there's certainly a lot of momentum to build on uh, up there, Rob.
5: Yeah, and if Digger achieves his target, which he noted there, which was to improve on last season, they'll win the league, because they were close last year. If they improve, they, I expect them to win it. Um, good outfit, great tactics. Um, I was really impressed with them in the tonight. Very hard to break down. When they lose the ball, they are very, very quick to get back into position, tight. Um, good players right through the side, very young and energetic and fit. Great spirit, um, well-drilled. Um, and they've got alternatives you know, across the board. They can shuffle players around. Um, a lot will hinge on Kyle Smith, whether he plays regularly. Um, it's it said that he's going to have a crack at GFC, and he's been um, training with them. He's pick, currently picked up an ankle injury, which would keep, keep, um, would keep him out of any action for a short while. Um, I, I've got a feeling we will see him play pre league football um, more often than not this year, because um, he, you know, he's got difficulty with his job as well as postman. Um, and if if he's around um, for some of those big games, I think Sylvan's have got a very very strong chance because he's a great finisher, a great player in local football. Um, and if Robbie Leg can, you know, get a good run of games going, get sharp help him out in that respect. Young Tiago score some good goals, looked pretty sharp the other night. Um, Thomas Upsion works his socks off when he gets his chance. And then you've got Ewan Melrose is a you know, very sort of, um, one of those unglamorous players has been, he obviously spent a long time in the Bahamas. Um, but when he's been in, on Ireland, I've always rated him, he puts a hell of a shift in and he makes good darting runs and keeps defenders on their toes. Um, and I say they've, They've got a lot going for them. They've got a lot going for them. They're not going to be far away. But I do think Smith's availability is probably key. And if he's around for a fair proportion of the games and some of those big games, that may well swing it their way.
0: Well, that's the top three from last year taken care of. Um, Now one team getting a lot of people talking are North. Uh, COVID, of course, denied them the title two seasons ago and they fell some way short of that form last year. But that's something their coach, Jose Alvarez, hopes will change this time around.
8: Mentally, uh, the team wasn't right when we started the season. We had in pre season and joined uh, the Robinson, uh we lost eight players from a squad of 20. That is that is a lot. And uh, we never recovered from that. After, I think we played 90% of the season with only 13, 14 first team players. Luckily, we have a good, uh, good uh, youth set up and we managed to introduce the kids. You know, because it's not we would have even struggling to to complete the matches because the numbers were so poor. Um, But in the positive side, we have the first team debut to 11, 16 and 17 year olds. You know, that is a credit to the club. The kids, uh, the youngsters coming up couldn't find a better group of senior players to come into it. They are absolutely perfect. They're a great bunch of guys. I'm so proud if you're looking at the results from last season, people might say, you we absolutely got it, you know. You, no, I it's totally the opposite. I am so proud of them. To you know, with the amount of players, 13, 14 players to play, they play I think 90% of the minutes of the whole season to to get through it. It was an incredible achievement, you know. The to me I I, I just uh I am really, really proud of them. And uh, this season um, yes, we're looking forward to compete. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard because the positions are strong, um, but we'll we'll try our best, and uh, I am confident that we can compete.
0: Rob, clearly North had some issues last season, then, but could it be a, a bit of a sort of blessing in disguise in terms of, yeah, as, as Jose said, there, you know, what they had to turn to in the in the very talented um, youth players they've got.
5: Yeah. Um... I think they've got every reason to be very confident of success this year. Um, Last year was probably a blip and those injuries certainly did have a a big say in in their slide down the league. Um, They were sort of, by Christmas, they were out of it, weren't they? Um, They've got a very decent squad and certainly one which, if it stays together, avoids the sort of injuries they had last year. They could push very, very hard because they score goals. You know, Sam Murray... Very reliable goal scorer. keen Domo, youngster coming through, got an eye for goal, scores, you know, good poacher. Joe Alvarez, um, you know, creates a lot, scores goals. Young Ben Acey looked pretty sharp last week in the Martine, And then you got people like Luke Mollett bombing these shots from deep. He, you know, it was great to see Luke back in action because he was a big loss for them last year in central midfield, as was Scott Bogle. He is probably key to um, possible success because I think they need a little bit of um, bit of strength in central midfield. That's where they were lacking last year. And while Scott was out for basically the whole season, Luke Mollett was out for big big proportion of it, and when he did come back, he wasn't the same player. He was previous his um, injuries. Um, if they if those two are there. They've got a real, real springboard to work from because um, they'll have that sort of physical strength. Scott will put the foot, he's put foot in. He'll win balls. He'll create. Um, so it remains to be seen whether those two hold up physically. If they do, they'll be in the mix. Um, I was pleased to see Ryan Lamb playing last week because he and he's he was shaping up really well um, at left back. He's another guy who's probably not fully um, um, capitalise on his. Potential as a young player. I remember many years ago we our our eyes were raised when Steve Sharman put him in his island squad. I thought, Wow, what's going on here? But Steve knows a good footballer, and there's no doubt about it, he can deliver a good ball. He's got a sweet left foot, he's energetic down the left hand side. Unfortunately, he tends to pick up injuries. Um, but if he's around, they'll have you know, down the left hand side they'll be pretty good as well. Um, I like what I see in at North. Um, you know, is the Tom Vodin River Marsh central defensive axis strong enough? Not sure, I'm not quite sure. Tom's young know, Tom Vodin's been training with GSC as a good, good prospect. Um, he's not quite there yet. I'd say he and Ben Solway are pretty much at similar, similar levels at the moment, and I suspect is you know, one one of those two will be a Marathi centre half for Guernsey within three or four years, once the current, you know, when the Jamie Dodds, Tom Strawbridge people um bow, bow, bow out, those two those two will probably be vowing for, you know, that number five shirt um in the Island full island side. Um yeah, they're a good side. They've got a lot of good youngsters coming through. There's a few others sort of on the verge. Young Jamie Smith, they got this this young midfielder forward, who's very, very silky on the ball. Very lightweight at the moment. Needs to fill out. But when he does and when he gets a bit stronger, he'll be a force. Owen Warbridge, a really real tiddler at the moment of a forward, scored stacks of goals in new football. Very, very sharp, I think. He could be. Um, he'll be. I don't expect him to be a starter, but he'll be. Uh, I think you'll see him from time to time. And the lad I liked last year. Um, he have, he wasn't involved in any of these preseason games, but I was really impressed by him last year. Was George McNeela, who's uh, a young midfielder who's at the college as well. he's also apparently a very good rugby player. Very very strong. Um, good prospect. So yeah, there's a lot to be a lot to be um, encouraged about about North, and if it starts well. And I say those injury. I think the Bogor Molot central defence access is really important. Sorry, central midfield access. It's very important to them. If those two are around there for a long, t- for most of the season, they'll be very, very close.
0: Yeah, and they start with uh, you know what looks like a favourable fixture against Rangers. We'll come on to them um, in a bit. Uh, Gareth North, a team that you're looking forward to watching this season. Yeah, I must admit, even sort of.
4: 18 months on from that first lockdown, I've still, I still feel very sorry for North that they weren't able to lift the Prio Cup at the end of that um, 2019-20 season because they were the best side and they deserved to win it. But um, that's, that's how the way the world went, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I think they've got a very strong spine to their side as long as people stay fit. I'm a big fan of Luke Mollet as well. Um, Sam Murray, as, as Rob said, he, he just will score goals. It's very rare you see a game where he hasn't scored. River Marsh is a very good leader. I I find River is one of those players that you'll never get less than a sort of a seven out of 10 performance from River. Um, So if people like that and Scott Booger can stay fit. the, that spine on that side is very good and then you've got very talented youngsters it's just it's what you expect from North to be honest their, their youth production line has been excellent certainly ever since I've been at the press so sort of the last 20 years um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if I mean I'd, I'd, very, I'd be very surprised if they sort of repeated their 6th place again I think they'll be a lot higher this season
0: Yeah, well, that's probably the four teams that most people are keeping an eye out for at the top of the table. Uh, We've got five team previews still to come. But first, let's hear from the man behind this season's fixtures. I caught up with uh, GFLM director Matt Liu uh, to find out what's changed this season and what challenges they're facing
9: wasn't any wholesale changes in the AGM of the clubs this summer. Obviously the one thing that we did introduce and the clubs voted in was for one youth club i uh, say one youth team per club per league at 11 a side level which was voted in and obviously that restricts clubs from entering multiple teams in those leagues but apart from that there's not been many, too many changes I mean Bowser are introducing youth teams again across a couple of the younger leagues which bodes well for the future but I think everything's quite healthy and Hopefully all I want this season is a, a season where no COVID, no restrictions, and we can have a, a full a full programme without interruption.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Of course the last two seasons have been well, one abandoned and, and one interrupted fairly significantly by the pandemic. Uh, have you factored in any kind of contingencies for, for the fixture list for this season or are you just hopeful that we should be able to get through it without any uh, interruptions?
9: Well, no, there's the same contingency that the clubs voted through last year. If, that's, if COVID or uh, any other issue like that struck again and the um, next percent of the season's been played in the league, then you'd have league winners on, on points per game, which would have been the case last season, had we not been able to, to restart and that threshold have been reached. But I mean, that's going to be a permanent permanent introduction now but yeah apart from that no but last season i don't think would have reached that either way if we hadn't restarted so that's why it's so important to get restarted in when was it uh late
0: march early april as you said it's the first time you've done the, the fixture list uh, it's a pretty hefty undertaking you're, you're still standing you're still smiling
9: yeah i might not be so much uh, when the rain comes and the rearrangements have to be factored in But, yeah, it's been okay so far. I mean, getting the initial fixtures are out. I mean, we're obviously hamstrung by certain issues. You always always will be whoever does them. There's, I mean, next season there's only three floodlit clubs, uh, floodlit grounds to use. And obviously, there's the things like where you've got single age bands like under 13s, under 14s, where they can't play on the same day or the same weekend. But. Yeah, it, it it's been not easy but it's been comfortable enough so far but hopefully if we get a dry winter we we'll make it a lot more comfortable.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned the the floodlight issue. Um yeah, obviously Vel Rec uh yeah, won't be switching on the lights again for the foreseeable down at the Corbett field. So that leaves us with just three pitches playable at night. How big an issue is that? Uh, it's,
9: it's, not, it's not ideal obviously in an ideal world you'd have you'd have seven Prio clubs or eight preo clubs sorry locally, all with floodlights. I mean, that's never happened. I mean, there's only ever been four over here. It's, it's, it's not perfect. Obviously, there's a club dropping their lights for next season, but I'm sure I'm, sure I'm hoping that we can work something out of Vailrec in the near to medium term future. But I'd like say the fixtures have been fine for next season. It's, yeah, if and when, if we get a bad winter, that may be issues. and They may maybe have to play more games, say, six o'clock uh, midweeks. In April, but that's what it is.
0: And we've got nine uh, Prio clubs on the start line again. Uh, just talk us about a couple of them. Mansour have moved down to uh, KG5. Yeah, the KG5 Grass, they're playing their Prio and their Division 1 home fixtures there so I'm sure they'll enjoy it down there and and Alderney as well uh, are back in any particular challenges with with you know particularly travel arrangements and, and how you get teams back and forth from there
9: there's been there's been a few few challenges but nothing that was insurmountable I mean it's, just, it's the same each year obviously that it's only a small stretch of water but it's the same as when Guernsey teams are playing in the UK in any sport it's just challenges that have to be have to be surmounted but I think mean, this is the first season that Alderney have been in the pre-o that they're playing all sixteen away fixtures on sixteen separate weekends, as opposed to double headers, which is fantastic to see them do that, and obviously makes it much much better league because nobody's playing Ordney, a week Ordney side if you like a, a day after they played on a Friday night, so it's a level playing field for everyone.
0: Yeah, good stuff. And I mean, are there any other new? Well, obviously, Rockane Pirates have gone up to Lancaster One. Um, any, any other any other sort of moves and shakers uh, to look out for? So lure down the divisions.
9: Uh, no, that, that was it's good to see them because they've got a lot of players. They signed a couple of players in the last few days that have played pre-O football either last season or very recently. So it's good to see them well push themselves and probably play to, towards their limits as opposed to I think to be honest they probably were a bit too good for Division Two. And that's good to see a structure where each league working down has got less and less teams and the games work down because ultimately the elite should be playing the most games, the the second most elite league which is the Division 1 which we've tried to reintroduce if you like in the last season or two and it's good to see teams challenge themselves and nine teams in that league now.
0: Matt Liu speaking to me there, right? Back to the team previews then and three sides um, next with particular challenges. Uh, Rangers have had their fair share of upheaval to contend with um, this summer uh, with that collapse merger with Manza throwing a real spanner in the works at St Andrews. Uh, since then, several of their most promising young players have left, but new coach Rex Williams is remaining positive.
10: We're optimistic. Um, we're also realistic. You know, we, we, we don't... Uh... Put ourselves up there as, as winning it. We just want to kick on last year, improve. We 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 want to compete basically. So you know, we we have we're not putting expectations on ourselves. Uh We just want to compete. When I spoke to, to to any of the the youngsters that that have left, I was adamant that they've got to be happy where they play their football. You know, and if that's if that's somewhere else, then so be it. And I, I think, you know, it's. It's worrying, yes, but I, I believe that we've got some hidden gems in the club that we, we can turn to. You know, we're we're always open to people returning, but you know, they're always welcome back rangers. Um and we'll keep trying to recruit as well. So, you know, yes, it's a little bit concerning, but so we're we're still building a team we think can can compete in the league this year. We we're under no illusions that uh you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle. So it's not about, you know, just rebuilding and trying to get players in the door you know it's about keeping the players you know that are actually in the squad keeping them competitive you know because like I say running their illusions it's going to be hard at times I think so it's keeping them keeping the mood up and keeping the optimism up there um, and just carry on working hard and I think I think with any team as long as you work hard and train hard then you know you reap the rewards I think
0: Rangers coach Rex Williams. There, I mean, they did finish last season on a positive note, didn't they? They they climbed off the bottom in the end to finish eighth. But given what's happened over the last few months and and the situation they find themselves in now, Rob, do you worry for them?
5: I've worried for Rangers for probably the last most of the last forty years. To be fair, <laughs> um, there have been times. I remember going to the Rangers Centenary dinner at the Peninsula, um, which was twenty six years ago, and at that point, um, the club were really really you feared for their future they were really really struggling and um, but they've got remain incredible resilience ranges you know I mean they're not they've been they're not Guernsey's oldest club for nothing you know they've um, there's been many a time they've really really struggled and you think where they're going to come from um, where they're going to come back um, but they do um, never expect or seldom spectacularly. We've had some golden times with had some Ross Allen in, you know, since the millennium and when they won the FA Cup a couple of times and they've had um before that with Craig, his father leading the Rangers line, um, back in the um in the eighties. But um, you know, I, I, I think they are gonna be down round the bottom with Alden There's no doubt about it. Um but they've still got some good youngsters there. I know they've lost Ben Solway, who probably was the the leading young defender in their squad. Um, but they've still got Sam Heath up front, who's a very, very clever player. Um, and they've got some other promising youngsters as well. They're certainly you know, you know, I wouldn't say it's a disaster at the moment, the fact they've just lost um a couple of good young players in in, in Solway and Lorcan and Gallagher. Because there are others around. Um they were dependent, of course, on the old war horses like Shane Billion, who's, you know, it's remarkable um, um, how he keeps continuing his, his dedication to the club and keeps scoring his fair share of goals, turning out week in, week out. He never seems to get injured. Touchwood, I don't want to put the mockers on him now. And, um, and, um yeah, I don't think... I, I wouldn't write them off completely. Of course, they're not going to... They're not going to win any silverware, but... Um, But they have got some good youngsters coming through as well in their under-16s. Let's hope they settle down. Um, I think, as I've said before, they they missed a very, very big opportunity, I think, early in the summer with the potential Manza um, merger. That all fell through. Great shame. I don't want to go back there um, discussing that one. But um, it's... um, It'll be tough, but I, I, you know, Rex Williams has done a good job in the short time he's been in charge, so it's not that bad.
0: Well, let's look at the other side of that collapsed merger now and talk about Manza. Um, Hard to imagine how this off-season could have been much more challenging for Mark Romerle and his club. Already up against it, of course, in terms of playing numbers. Uh, They've also had that serious disciplinary action to contend with. Here's what their manager told us.
2: It has come around quick. It feels like we haven't really had much of a rest. So um, pre-season's been a bit challenging because obviously uh, we've been... There wasn't, you know, there was hardly any sort of... um, Gap in between last season and having to start this season, so it's been a pretty disorganised pre-season compared to normal standards. But um, yeah, but we are looking forward to Saturday and hope to uh, kick off um, with a decent performance against Bells at the track on Saturday afternoon. We've managed to sign Seb Shepherd in goal, which is I think is a fantastic signing. He's uh, he's a young goalkeeper. Um, it was a big decision for him to move from Sylvan's for obvious reasons, but he needed first team football. And um, it was a position last year, I think, where we used about nine goalkeepers. So hopefully, get a bit of stability there. And, um, you know, for Seb's own development, it's fantastic. So we're really pleased to get Seb in. And um, he's looked really sharp in training. I know he's been training with GFC. So, you know, I'm just, it's, you know, it's fantastic for us to be able to give that opportunity to a young goalkeeper who I think will, you know, prove to be a very good player in the next few years. Well, I think the target is sustainability. It, um, it's always been Manz's target. It gets harder and harder every year. It's been a, a pretty turbulent six months. We've, it's been a roller coaster, that's for sure. Um, so, I th- you know, I think it's a it's a bit of a miracle the fact that we're actually on the start line on Saturday. I think, and uh, you know, we'll take it a game at a time, and we'll just do our best. Um, to get as many as results and do you know get the best performance and the best side that we can get over the course of the season. So um, yeah, no no huge targets this year, um, but um, keep, keeping keeping a Football Club
0: alive is probably the biggest target. A miracle that they're on the start line, according to Mark. There, um, what would it be if they finish the season?
5: Well, um, the fact that there's some some suggestion or grave doubt that they will finish the season fills me with a lot of. Um, Concerns, to be honest, that, um, and I really um, think that they they've got another couple of days, seventy two hours possibly, before their first pre League game to consider whether it is right that they um, continue in the circumstances. I think um, clearly they are very short on players, um, and are dependent on Guernsey FC not happening. Um, and we just haven't got a clue whether, where that one's going to go. Um, they've got some you know obviously that some GFC players who are attached to Manza, but they since last season they've lost Craig Young who turned out week in week out, struggled like hell, put his body through hell and um, he's you know I think he's, he's finally and quite rightly decided to call it a day. Um, Dave Rioi, who played regularly for them, um, in the absence of GFC. He's gone to Bells, um, although he's still obviously got some GFC ambitions. Um, Will Zachary signed from Rovers, which is, a, you know, on paper, a great signing. But now we know he's dislocated his shoulder. He'll be out for many, many months. So They won't have any cho- any choice there. Um, and they didn't have a big squad. They've got a couple of other people come back, but, it, you know, there's grave doubts about their, um, you know, f- their fitness, long-term fitness. And, um, I really am worried, and I just, I just don't want to see a situation where they turn out for a couple of months and then it all falls flat. It all falls flat, and they have to withdraw. I suffered and was involved with the athletics um, ticks business back ten years or so, where that sort of um, that 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 was very unsavory. It was it wasn't good for the league suddenly having to drop out, you know, mid-season, and. um, I, I really do think I wish it would conclude now I think Munza um, should really look hard, long long and hard at themselves in the rest of the week before they're due to play bells at the weekend and see whether they really think they can last this season if there's a real doubt amongst them I think they should say no and stop here stop here and let those players go wherever um, they've had a great run in coming through these you know the social leagues they've done very well in the Prio League they've um they fully justified their, um, their their promotion to the Prio League and um, um, and played a big part in, in the success of the Prio in in recent years. But they really are sailing very very close to the wind now, as Mark has, has admitted, and um, as I say, it's not good um, situation to be
0: in. Do you think they're fighting a losing battle, Gareth? Or you know, if they can get through this, is there a future there?
4: I think they very much are, Tony, to be honest. Um, you know, when you're sort of on the verge of a new season, when everyone knew what the situation was with Manza sort of at the end of last, that they needed more players um, and they haven't really been able to add anything significant compared to what they're going to lose... Um, yeah, you've got to be very fearful for them. Um, it, and Rob says, as, as he says, it, it is a shame. I thought they've, they've added a lot to the Premier League in their time there and they've been competitive. Um, they've certainly had their say in title races, if even if they weren't in contention themselves. Um, but yeah, especially um, if GFC do start playing again in September or whatever, you, you just wonder what sort of side man's would be able to put out and if they could put one out. So it I I do fear for them.
5: I would um I would say that, you know, I do think it's absolutely ridiculous the, you know, the charges they've they've faced it from in recent times, you know, with this sort of suspended nine point ban, six hundred pound fine for potentially tapping up players. I don't I, you know I think I've got no issue with the way they run their club. It's um it's a different model than everybody else. I know it irritates a lot of the other clubs. But no, they've done. They've done well by the pre League, and um, but I, they've got to really look very closely at themselves. And I know they have been doing that, um, but they need to think and think and think about whether this is worth carrying on, because um, I'm not sure at all.
0: Well, let's look north now then. Um, Alderney uh, do seem to have fallen away somewhat from the levels of a couple of seasons ago when they genuinely um, were threatening for the title and even a long-awaited Marathi upset. But their player coach Josh Concanon is feeling bullish again.
11: Yeah, I think we're all looking forward to it again. It's been a bit frustrating with all the breaks that we've been having the last couple of years. But I suppose, in a way, it might have worked quite nicely for us because we needed to get rid of a few niggles. So, yeah, having that time off not been too bad for us, in a way. We've got a few that are returning. Uh, Richard Moore, Marin's uh, come back from Romania, so he'll be he'll be back in. Uh, sadly, we lost my brother. I think that could be him finished now and just uh, maybe moving on to a bit more coaching. But yeah, no, we should we should have a bit more squad depth this year, which is uh, nice to have. We probably lost a bit of motivation ourselves when we had the lockdown. It was a, a difficult to go from being in season to well, lockdown and then back into season. So in a way, like I said, I kind of used it as a sort of an excuse to rest, rest their minds and rest their bodies. And hopefully this year we should be back flying and everyone coming back fresh, which is nice. Certainly, Marin, having Marin back here is a big thing for us. He's uh, quite creative, uh, not only for himself but uh, others. Others playing with him up there. Once, once you get um, a few more of the faces back in, I feel like we'll be more of a threat down down the flanks this year as well, which is uh, a big part of our game. So yeah, I'm I'm looking looking to be again a comp- really competitive this year, which is uh, good for us because there's quite a few. Youngsters coming into the team who uh, are now sort of learning and possibly waiting for them to then take over the next next generation and keep it all going. I'd like to be back up in the sort of top three and competing with them. Top three, even pushing pushing for the league again. If we can get everyone there most weeks, I don't see why we can't definitely be in that uh, that top three. And if you never know if things fall right, then you always have a chance of uh, chance of going for the league. Just a matter of the big games and making sure there's no slip ups in between that really
0: well i said they seem to have um yeah dropped away from that level of a couple of years ago i mean they did sort of slowly sink towards the bottom finish bottom last season Alderney. but but clearly there's a bit of confidence there do you give them a, a chance of having turned this corner
5: well it sounds like they have turned the corner on the on, and they're on the up again they've you know they fancied their chances of doing reasonably well of course, we should remember, it's not so long ago, but start of the summer, we were making phone calls into um, Richard Hunt, who's the, the main man in behind the scenes in running Alderney football, as to whether they would continue. They were in a very dodgy situation themselves and they were looking long and hard at themselves, whether they, they did have enough players. But thankfully they have, and I think it's a really good decision because... Um, Alderney sport in general is obviously on the up. There's a lot of great work being done behind the scenes, where the Guernsey Sports Commission are putting a lot of time and effort and money into as well. There's a lot of a lot of good efforts um, behind the scenes out there, and um, football having a football team is vital as part of that plan. Um, they weren't that bad last year. They just um, they weren't ever going to score any goals, um, and but the fact they got Marion State back. Um, gives them a, a chance in that respect because in his time, his first two or three seasons with um he's with Alderney, uh, in the Prio, he showed himself to be a very capable footballer. I think he's I haven't got a clue what age he is, but he's 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 near I would expect he's nearer forty than he is twenty and um but he can finish. He's a clever little clever customer. Um I want not be to see where they're gonna use him. But he has got ability and which is um which is key. Ricky Moore coming back into um their ranks he's very fit mid agile midfielder um they'll miss steve of course the old warhorse at the back and i'll miss him i'll miss watching him argue vehemently <laughs> with his brother you've never <laughs> seen anything like it folks when these two brothers are going full tilt at one another they're, i'd love to have been in the dressing room to see it to, to hear them because um out on the pitch they really really like they're very close apparently and they love each other to bits but it's great to see on the pitch I and mean, get some real ding-dongs there um yeah, they're not bad at all. You know, I, I, they won't finish bottom. Uh, I think there's a, if they finish in the top five, they'll have done very, very well. Um, and I'm glad to see they're back.
0: Yeah, I think they're a great presence in the league. And uh, you, you mentioned the goals, just 23 goals in 24 games last season. So that's something they'll definitely hope to improve. And one change this year is that all of their games will be single-headed um, matches. They won't be playing Friday night, Saturday afternoon or Saturday lunchtime even. Um, This season. So, um, yeah, every trip will be just one game for them. Do you think that will make a difference, Gareth? Well, you'd have thought so. Um, it's, it's obviously very difficult to sort
4: of try and play at the top flight of local football on a Friday night and then spot a breakfast the next morning straight back out on the pitch, um, especially when sort of squad numbers are limited. You know, they'd come over with only sort of 13, 14 players sort of thing. But um, yeah, I, I must admit, I've really enjoyed having Alderney's presence in the Premier League since they stepped up. Um, obviously, they went close that one season of actually winning it. Um, Josh as player manager obviously has a big role to play but he's, he's just a class act on the field when you, when you see what he's capable of doing um, so yeah having a couple of players back will certainly help and yeah I, I think they'll certainly finish much higher than they did last year I, I understand why you would aim for the top three I think they'd probably fall a bit short of that but top half maybe yeah
0: well, that leaves just two teams then and two uh, clubs who also start the season looking up after a few quiet years. Uh, vale Rec really impressed a few people with their performances uh, in the Rawlinson over the last couple of weeks. Uh, cause for optimism there for their coach, Craig Tyrrell.
3: Yeah, really encouraging, actually. We played really, really well, um, especially against Bells. Um, just the style of football and everything that we wanted to play. Um, Run out of legs a little bit, like I say. loads of Loads of lads went down with cramp on that one. And, yeah, we were just a bit unfortunate with North. Um, yeah, we had two players in the Simbin at once. So, going down to nine men for ten minutes. We actually kept it at nil-nil for, through those ten minutes. But then, just because everyone worked so hard, I think we just lost our legs in the last 20 then. and then Yeah, went down one-nil. But, no, it was all encouraging, really, apart from the Simbins. <laughs> um, well, we we had lost Jack Wilcox for two years injured. He did his ACL and then he had, um, he's got... Um, a hip flexor problem last year but he he's come back now and he looks fitter than ever so he's like a really good good midfielder for us to have but we lost rory moriarty so obviously he was our captain but he's left to play for rockane pirates so yeah that's that's not ideal for us but um we've got a couple of lads that are back from uni and we've, we've actually signed two really well we have signed lots of under 18 players um, but two really stick out, um, Lewis Battle and Sam Hutchins. So um, they'll they'll definitely be in and around the squad. So, yeah, I think we're, we're a lot stronger than last year. We certainly want to finish a lot higher than we did last year. I mean, on our day, I think we're a match for anyone with our first 11. Um, but it's just a case of getting that first 11 out consistently every week, which we never seem to do uh, through injuries and different things, really. But, yeah, I, d- I definitely... Want to target winning something this season, so any kind of cup, um, try and get on a run, and we won the FA Cup a couple of times a few years back. So if we could just get a trophy together for the for the club this season, and yeah, like you say, try and finish top four, three in the league.
0: Rob, do you get a sense things are moving in the right direction at the Corbett Field?
5: Yeah, certainly. Um, um, certainly behind the scenes, I had a good chat with um, Chairman Jody Bisson and. Um, Assistant Coach Brian Tyrrell, who's um, done a huge amount of work behind the scenes in the last couple of years, and they have grand ideas about taking the club forward. I mean, more modern club um, plans are in to develop the the grounds, new extension to the the main um, pavilion with um, new canteen facilities and toilet facilities. Um, Regulars of the Corbett Field will be saddened to hear that the old toilet block is going to bite the dust. <laughs> it's standalone there for, on its own for, you know, for decades and decades um, and it's going to go. Um, but um, as for the, on the playing side, um, there they, they was something to, you know, to be encouraged about in the, in the Rawlinson Cup performances. And I was, I was pleased to see that Glenn Letitia was playing um, in a more deeper role in midfield, which I think fits him, fits him in the modern game. And certainly as he gets a bit older, um, Glenn is a very, very fo- good footballer. Sees, you know, sees the game properly. It make good passes. He just, he's, he, you know, you can tell he's a Letitia. He knows, he knows how to play football. Um, Unfortunately, his probably his lack of pace um, let him down as a as a forward, and that's not wasn't going to get any better as he got older. Um, I think he got a big role to play there in, in central midfield, and also I, I'm really uh, you know he's I, he had he irritates me at times when the way you know he carries on and moans and groans and what have you, but I do admire the fact he every season he's still there back playing for the Velrec. He's a Velrek man through and through. And he's been through a lot. He's put a lot of effort into that club and other, when other people would have walked. So fair play to him. He showed a great lot of dedication. And he'll always score goals. He always scores goals. Um, but they need to find somebody who will score regularly for them. Um, I'm not sure if that's the case, um, whether they've solved that. You never you ever know. Elliot Tart is um, quite dynamic, makes good runs. But, uh, probably needs to finish a bit better, uh, but he's shown a bit of promise there. Jack Wilcox looked quite good last week, so yeah, that is a is, is a bonus. And it was good to see Damien Larkin back at the back in their central defence. He'll make a big difference to them. Um, yeah, I think that you know they are all on their day. They will give most teams trouble, um, but I suspect where they where they'll struggle and where they will probably mean they will not win a trophy. Um, is that they don't score enough goals
4: I saw I went to the corbett field about every midweek in the spring I think Tony and saw um and I think Craig till was very right on their day they can cause the best sides problems I remember they beat north I think it was quite comfortably and then I think the following week they got hammered by bells it's just very typical sort of rec that they are capable of producing some very good football um, consistency will be the key for them um,
5: consistency of selection and availability is really important to them. If they can solve that issue, which they've had for, it seems, the last four or five years, um, they'll be a much better team for it. But if they have to change five or six every game, it's not going to do them any good.
0: Well, last but not least, let's talk about Bells, uh, a club making big strides, it seems, on and off the pitch at the moment. Um, they'll be led this season by new first-team coach Stuart Simon, who'll work alongside assistant and former league pro, of course, Dave Merris.
12: I mean, I was a junior at Bells and I've been around the club for the last three or four years, originally helping in the railway, then stepping up to take the Jackson and getting involved in some of the coaching with Alfie and Roy for the last couple of seasons, uh, more predominantly last year. And then it just felt like a, a kind of natural succession. I sat down, had a conversation with Andy, Martin, Keith, um, and it you know felt like a na- natural progression to move up and, and take the first team. And then Dave coming in in January you know, he's got such great experience, has coached at a higher level. We had a conversation, it made sense that that we tried to push us on together. We're enthused. We're looking forward to, to getting going. Now we, we started our pre-season quite quite early to to try and get back up to speed. Obviously we finished our season a week or two earlier than everybody else. And so we we're just looking forward to getting going on Saturday against Manza really. So obviously Dave Dave really's come back to Bells which is great news. Uh, that young Dan Moore's come back from university and joined us and, and young and setters from Rangers. So that's our, our kind of three, three that have joined us so far. Jack Deau-Miles, uh back playing and fit, which is excellent. We haven't seen really anybody leave. We've got quite a few players on their way back from injury at the moment. So, Paris Pereira, Wayne Bishop, those those sorts of guys that have had long term injuries are, are just on their way back. So hope to see them in the next month or so as well. We'd like to try and win a trophy. Obviously, we want to try and progress. We were disappointed to finish fourth last season, uh, so obviously to get into that Wee Way spot this year and anything over that is a bonus for us. Um, we sat down as a squad on the first day of pre season and. One of our targets was we'd like to bring some some silverware back back to the track, so so we'll aim to do that. And it's a very competitive league. There's a lot of good sides, a lot of good quality spread around. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how we go.
0: Yeah, I so see a lot of work going on um, off the pitch at the moment. Uh, a real rebuilding process, literally, in terms of the uh, the, the old stand down there. Um, do you think they're building well on the pitch as well, Rob?
5: Yeah, slowly, slowly. Um, but when you consider the mess they were in two years ago, I mean, they really were shocking. Um, you know, not that long ago, and you worried for Bell Grey's future. Um, you know, they turned it round remarkably, and last season was very encouraging. They say they probably they were disappointed not to get the top three, but I think you know where they were at the end was probably their bet. You know, their rightful position. They've got. They're a bit like Reck in many ways. Their team is team cha- selection is a massive turnover there. Um, they don't get a lot of consistency, but they've got some good players and um, they can beat anybody on their day. That's for sure. I was, you know, last year I was really really impressed by this guy Dave Morris who arrived in the scene, um, you know, mid season it seemed. Um, he's into his forties. Early 40s, but what a you know, for local standard a really good player to have. Um, defender started left back, then he, when he was pushed into midfield, I thought he was a revelation. He, you know, he keeps the ball, keeps the game simple, organizes, and um, be interested to see what influence he has in terms of a coaching role, player coaching role this season, in terms of how the, the team performance is I've got an inkling there that he's going to be very successful in that, in, in that, um, that area. Um, which means the only, the biggest problem for the Bells will be scoring goals um, and who will do that because I believe um, Mark Crusher-McGrath has got a bit of an injury be out for a while possibly um, you know Paris Pereira is on the way back Wayne Bishop's on the way back Charlton Govine I think will probably play for them this weekend he's he's obviously recovering from his own injury um, but he was they were very reliant on him last year and um, too reliant to be honest and um you know um but going forward if they can solve that that sort of that, that forward those forward positions they they won't be too far away um because they've got some you know decent players joby it was great to see joby Bugay's back playing so effectively last year and with so much enthusiasm at his age and damo olatok in in defense and um you know a like great season a great season um always a very underrated player. Selby Breton a right back, very tight you know tigerish player and Steve Saunders had a good year at left back. So and they found a goalkeeper in Tommy Bruley which was key for them of course because during their, their struggles um, not that long ago they were really struggling in that department. Um, so I think there is optimism there. They could be the surprise package, but that really depends on as I say, get people like Bishop Pereira, McGrath playing. And even Charlton, you know, from all time to time, um, they could beat they could beat most teams.
0: Yeah, as we said, fourth place for them last year. They're going to have to go some to to squeak into that top three. Do you think, Gareth? I think so, but I'm, I'm very much along the same lines
4: of Robert. Fitness is going to be key for Bells, I'm, I'm sure. They have got some very good players. Obviously, Charlton Govine is is outstanding, really. Um, I always think Wayne Bishop causes defences a lot of problems when he's fully firing. He's um, not easy to face. He's more than willing to run at you. He, he's not always um, the most lethal finisher, but when he gets on a roll, he can make a big impact. Um yeah, it'd be interesting to see how bells go. I'm quite interested in the impact Dave Merris has as a as a coach. Like Rob says, he, he's a very classy player. He reminded me a lot of Dave Brodie, actually, the former Jersey midfielder, he just sat in the hole, just dictated proceedings without seemingly doing an awful lot. Um, always available, just always willing to receive the ball. Um, and if his uh, sort of coaching head is along similar lines, keeping it simple but also effective, he, he could have a big impact there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's uh, all nine Prio clubs previewed. Uh, Let's just recap the fixtures. It kicks off with North against Rangers at half past seven on Friday night. Then on Saturday, uh, doubleheader at two o'clock. Bells against Manza, Velrek against Sylvans uh, before Saints face off against Rovers at five o'clock. Alderney travel to Rangers in their first game of the season on the 4th of September and North are the first team to go up to Alderney uh, on the 16th of October. October. Uh, right, let's get some predictions from you guys. Um, Rob, let me come to you first. Where are your title favourites?
4: Mm. <laughs>
5: this is very difficult. There are there, there are three teams who can win this, no doubt about it. Um, sorry, four teams: um, North Rovers, Saints, and Sylvans. Bells, if they go well, could have, you know could push the top three, but. If I had to lean somewhere, it would probably still be St. Martin's. Um, but I've got a sneaky feeling that North might well be the main main side this year. With Sylvans very close. Um, as I said, I don't... <laughs> and Rovers not
0: far behind. <laughs> yeah, no, I,
5: I, don't, I don't think Rovers are going to have the firepower to win it, to be honest. Um, no, I think um, top three would be, for me, um, North, Sylvans. And St Martins, but not in that order. <laughs> <laughs> it's unusual for me to be sitting on the fence, but this really is very difficult. And this is where I think the um, the GFC elements are, you know may well have a, will play out. If, and um, and also the Manza thing, because you know if Manza do fold and a certain Marlon Jardine pops up at one of those clubs, he'll make a big big difference to um, to the title race.
4: Gareth, where's your money going? I don't know, I'm not a betting man really um, I'm sure, having spoken to him sort of Towards the end of last season I'm sure Leon Meekin's hoping I don't tip Saints Because <laughs> when I mentioned the fact That I probably fancied Rovers towards the run-in last season He was highly delighted to prove me wrong So he probably doesn't want me to tip them um, I don't think anyone's going to run away with it I, If I was going top three I think Saints, North, Rovers probably I think purely on sentimental reasons And the fact that um, North should have won a couple of years ago. I'd actually like um, Jose to to get his hands on the Prio Cup just for the fact that they did deserve it and they never got hold of it a couple of years ago.
5: I do find it's quite astonishing statistic, which Leon Meekin mentioned before, that, you know, St Martins, since that great side of the 60s, have never managed to retain the Prio League. It's, it's remarkable. Um, um, and they're going to have a real fight on their hand to do it this year, to break that run. But they, it, it's possible that they could, that's for sure.
0: And we've mentioned a couple of the sort of standout players in the league who, who have left the league this season. I guess that's going to give an opportunity for for some young players and some others to really to to make a name for themselves and state their claim. It. Just one last question: Is there a player that you're particularly looking forward to this season who, who could have a breakout campaign, Rob?
5: Well, I think there's a few players that, across you know all the clubs that you know that could have a, a major say in things. I like lot like, kind of Harry Tuff at St Martin's. Um, as a very tricky winger, he's shaped up well in recent times. Um, yeah, he could have a big say. At Sylvans, they've got you know a few good youngsters. Corey Breward interests me as a as a, I know Digger has rated him highly for quite some time, and, and, and he was still quite um, slim and slithery last year, but he looked a bit more powerful when he came on the um, the other evening in the Martineau final. Very nice touch. Uh, could be an interesting player going forward. Um, Whether well, you know, I think he'll have a, may have a big say up there at Rovers. I know they've really got great hopes for Noel Hainsworth because um, he's had a lot of potential. It's time he came through,
4: Gareth. Um, some person, one person who's always impressed me when I've seen him which is very rarely is Martin Savillon at Rovers I know he's doing the, the Granite Man but sort of before the, it's, he goes back to football but he always looks very impressive to me and the other one uh, another one perhaps not quite breakthrough but I'm very interested to see how uh, Robbie Legg goes now he's back at Sylvan's he, he was a very good junior sort of went and played a bit at GFC he's had his injury problems but if, if he gets fully fit I think he could be very influential
5: Yeah, it'd be good to see Robbie really have an extended run and playing pro football, re-establish himself, work hard, get himself fully fit back, get the full get the zest for the game back, Um, and then he could go forward again. You know, um, because he's quite clearly a, a talent
0: well thanks very much guys it is going to be a very interesting season i think we all agree on that Um, of course the absolute best place to follow it will be in the pages of the guernsey press Uh, we'll be back uh, on monday with a recap of the first weekend of the season and then every monday throughout the season with our regular football shows Uh, and of course i'm going to be filming a few of the games across the weekend as well so watch out for clips on social media at gsy press sport on twitter facebook and instagram is the place to go thanks very much guys Cheers. cheers